Welcome to Cohn and Kruger. That's Larry Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn here to talk about what's got to be the most exciting preseason season ever. Preseason season. Preseason ever. I'm not even being snarky. I really feel like from a reporter's uh, viewpoint, this has been gold. Usually when the starters aren't out there, it's boring, but I think it's more interesting with this whole quarterback thing and assessing their depth. I don't know. What do you think? It's been good. It's been good. I mean, um, you know, there was a buzz. Let's be honest. There was an extra buzz as soon as Trey Lance hit the field. That's true. Um, Everybody was waiting for it. And the 49ers are also a very, very deep team. So there's still some really good players that are playing in the fourth quarter of these games. And when he led that game-winning touchdown drive, it felt like it meant something, even though it didn't. I remember Brock Purdy did something like that last year. Nick Mullins did something like that as a, uh, in the preseason. And I don't know. It felt like it meant something for Trey, considering he had never done that in his life, or at least going back to high school. So let's start with Trey. Even though he's the backup quarterback, maybe the third-string quarterback on this team, he is undoubtedly the number one topic. It's a phenomenon. And it's not that he calls attention to himself. He's just in a very interesting position. Hasn't played very much. It's kind of like a Rorschach test. What did you see in the inkblot test of Trey Lance last night? Um, you know, he had, he had a, you know, obviously the, 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 fump, the, um, the interception w- on, the, on, the, uh, on the bad play, on the, on the screen pass that he just couldn't loft it over <clears> the <throat> defensive lineman. Um, and then I saw one on a crosser to Willie Sneed where Sneed cro- opens, you know, in the window. There's nobody standing between Trey. He's right in the spot there. Ball's got to come out. He didn't come out. And then he threw it late and he missed him. Outside of those two plays, I thought Trey was really, really good. Um, and, you know, what's really the most encouraging thing, Grant, to me is every time I watch Trey Lance, he improves within. Yeah. Within the the game that he's playing, within the game, he, he yeah. starts slow and finishes fast. That yeah. screams, "I need more reps and mm-hmm. I need more field time." And anybody live reps. who's live people reps. that are sentencing this guy yeah. to, "Oh, he sucks and he's always going to suck," those people are have an agenda because you know, and maybe their agenda is they want to align with the team. If the team felt, if they feel like the team feels that way or they're trying to push for a Sam Darnold, or they're pushing for Purdy, or they're pushing for some Brandon Allen, or they're pushing for a trade, or they don't like Trey for whatever reason. But you can see this guy improve in the midst of each outing. That's, that tells me that he's, one, super raw, and two, it means a lot to him, and he's getting better. So I, I, I loved what I saw, and I thought it was um, – I he also seemed a lot more encouraged in the postgame locker room. I yeah. didn't get a chance to – to stand in the scrum and get his soundbite because there were so many people around him that I went in a different direction. But you know what? Um, I, he just looked more confident, and maybe he can. Maybe on a day like today, he can breathe a little bit and just be like, "All right, you know, the world's not ending. You know, we, we um, it's it's a it's a you know, there, there's it's a step down a path." I, yeah, I wonder how the Niners look at it though. Like, are they looking at it like, "Oh man, we look at Trey totally differently," or like, "Yeah, okay, he's improving," but. Look at how slow he starts. We can't play him in a real game that we have to win because, God forbid, what happens in the first half could lose us the game. This is why we have to go with Sam Darnold. This is why we have to go with Brock Purdy because even though he gets better the more live reps he gets, we can't mess around and and lose games giving him those reps. Uh, On the other hand, teams around the league might be looking at Trey Lance and being like, all right, okay, 
if he's not right for the 49ers, he might be right for us because while they ha- it's their problem that they can't give him the live reps because they're in this window that they decided they're in, we can do it. Like I could see a lot of teams looking at Trey Lance last night and being like, okay, that is someone to keep on the radar. That's someone to keep on the Rolodex, call his agent. To me, yeah. I mean, okay, so there's the, there's the uh, question that's legit and the question that's not legit. The question that's legit in my mind is or the question that isn't legit is is Trey you know going to improve? He is obviously going to improve. He the is question improving. That is legit. Is how are the 49ers going to react? How is the league going to react when he does improve? Are the 49ers going to say, right. you know what, that's our guy, and we're going to stay the course, and we like our quarterback room, or are they going to hedge and say, man, we got 2024 20, cap issues? And we don't want the distraction. And we got Brandon Allen sitting right here. And, uh, you know, Team X has offered us, you know, this compensation in return. That's the part I don't know. I don't because they play their cards so close to the vest. We don't get a real insight into exactly their master plan. So I don't I know Trey's going to improve. I just don't know how they're going to react or the league's going to react to it. I just feel like the Niners might be surprised by what happened last night because it felt like they were painting the narrative, writing the narrative that Purdy's one, Darnold's two, Trey could be three, or we might get rid of him. I mean, when when Darnold got to play with the starters before Trey, Trey still hasn't done that, and then he got two drives in the third quarter, it felt like, damn, man, this is a real slap. Like, Trey's out. It felt like they'd written him off. Then he had that interception, and it felt like, yeah, he's done, done. And then he had this dramatic turnaround where he leads three straight scoring drives. And I, I don't think the Niners expected it. And I wonder if they're now reconsidering the quarterback situation or they're saying, you know what? Let's just wait one more preseason game before we make any big decisions. Uh, who should be the backup? Look at him rip those 18 to 22 yard ins and outs. and The one and to win. Sneed? Yeah, I mean, Sneed is... <sighs> Sneed is, you know, uh, first of all, I think Sneed's having a great summer. I mean, I haven't, they're probably going to cut him, uh, and he probably isn't going to get picked up, I would guess. But, man. He's Willie been around. Sneed, he knows how to play. He knows how to play, but he looks yeah. a little quicker. To me, yeah. Willie Sneed looks better in this camp than he's than at any point last Agreed. year with the 49ers. So, I mean, and then you've got – think about this, too. I know it's been a down thing that, that uh, Danny Gray's hurt and Ray Ray's hurt. But in reality, Tay Martin and maybe more specifically Ronnie Bell and Willie Sneed all have better ball skills than Ray Ray or Danny Gray. So you're yeah, you're losing some vertical and you're losing some speed, but you're gaining guys who can really run routes and catch the ball. And so their wide receiver core has a much different look now. I mean, they got they got big play guys, they got stars, and then they got back end guys, but they're back end guys with ball skills and hands. Uh, last thing with Trey before we move on, it just feels like the Niners kind of gave up on him when he broke his ankle. I mean, bringing in Trey, uh, Sam Darnold, call, calling him like the next Steve Young, felt like the Niners really weren't expecting Trey to make improvements this year, considering he didn't make many the first two years of his career. And what's crazy is he's making them almost in spite of them because he went to this Jeff Christensen guy that they didn't recommend. And he's finally showing strides and he, they gave up so much capital for him. And it's like, it's almost like it's too late or they don't care. Or it's like, it's great, but we still got passed up. I mean, it seems like a year ago, if the Niners were getting this kind of improvement from Trey Lance, they would have just said, thank you so much. He's our starting quarterback. Great. But now it's Purdy's team and it's, and 
I don't even know that it's certain that Trey will be the number two quarterback on the t- on this team, despite all the strides he's showing, which to me is wild. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's no doubt. There's no there's no guarantee he'll be the number two guy, or even maybe even the number three guy as far as guarantees. But I think they were skeptical, justifiably so. They challenged him, not knowing what he would be, and he is up to the challenge, and that's great to see. I mean. Um, and this is kind of why I liked him in the draft, because to me, the most important box to check is not smart and not athletic. It's not arm strength. It's do you love football? Is it important to you? And there's all kinds of guys who are good at football, but it's not important to them and they don't love it. This guy loves it. It's the family business. It's important to him. They challenged mm-hmm. him last year. They yeah. handed him the reins this year. They challenged him. Yeah. And you know what? There's a mentality. Remember when I don't know if you were in the room the other day when Ambry came in, but I asked Ambry, I go, man, year one, you really progressed. Year two, everything kind of fell apart. What was the difference year one, year two? And he's like, you know what? Everything was kind of handed to me in year two. And I just showed up in a different frame of mind. Didn't think I needed to work. Didn't think I needed to progress. And this year I'm totally motivated. Well, you know, Trey Lance may have thought everything's going to be he's, – he's not going to win the quarterback job or earn it. He's going to have it handed to him. It was handed to him. When things are handed to you, you don't appreciate it. This year they said, you know what, we're not handing it to him. Ooh. We can't bank on it. We can't bank on him. We're going to challenge him to get better, and he was up to it. Ooh, you said when things are handed to you, you don't appreciate it. Brock, listen closely. Don't fall into the same trap that Trey fell into last year. No, what was cool about last night is that – it was a big night for both of the 49ers young quarterbacks. Stock up for Brock. Stock up for Trey Lance, which brings us to Sam Darnold. We'll get to your Super Chats in a minute. The thing with Sam Darnold, I, I keep asking myself, why is he here? Because theoretically, the Niners have two really promising 23-year-old quarterbacks, not just one. But if you remember the offseason, it was like both were coming off serious injuries, and it felt like Sam Darnold was a hedge. Brock Purdy, do you know he's going to be healthy? Trey Lance, do you know he's going to make improvements? So far, the answer is yes and yes. Brock's good. He's healthy. Trey Lance, he's healthy. He's improving. And Darnold's still here, and they're still taking a really close, serious look at him. Why? And what are you seeing? Well, I mean, he, he you know, he makes some really good plays. Um, I, 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 you know, I think it's just a simple thing where he wanted them as much as they wanted him, and the price was right, and they weren't sure about mm-hmm. Trey, and... Uh, they didn't go to quarterback in the draft um, because, you know, they, they had already had Sam. I think if Sam didn't come to them and, you know, I don't think they 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 had a quarterback they liked um, and they wanted to take a look at him. As far as I'm concerned, though, I, I, I want to see more points. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's OK to have a you know, he throws some dimes. And he does. Been some good some good moments there. His best throw was that one that didn't count when he got smacked. And he yeah. hit uh, someone down the field that didn't. It was like holding or something. But real quick, r- one stat: eight drives, one score. It was the last touchdown drive where he hit Jack Coletto, and I thought Kyle Shanahan was like deep in his bag on that drive. Like we are going to make this work, Sam. Come on. So that's stats for him. Yeah, I, I'd like to see a little bit more. I'd like to see more points. Um, but overall, I mean, as a number two quarterback or a number three quarterback, uh, I love him. As as the starter, not so much. But to me, he looks like he's about to play his best football. Now, whatever that means, I mean, you know, that's not saying a lot because his football up to this point has not been good. But don't you get the feeling in this scenario with this coach, these weapons, uh, that he's going to play 
probably his best football. I mean, he was 11 of 14 last night. He wasn't particularly sharp, but he showed a little mobility. I thought he had one dime. Uh, and I can't remember the play. It was like towards the towards the Broncos sideline um, on their side of the field. Um, you know, maybe second or third drive. I was looking for it in my notes, but he just he had one pass that I thought was just a flat out dime. Um, and you know, I mean, I, to me, he looks pretty good. But like to me, it, it, it does, it's not like Sam. Like there are people that are like Sam's the number two over Trey, and it's not close. Well, what do you want? I mean. I don't. I don't. I totally disagree with that. To me, it is close. It's very close. I prefer Lance. I mean, Darnold. To me, he shows flashes. But I thought Blaine Gabbert showed flashes when he was the Niners' starting quarterback. Like those guys will make throws where you're like, oh yeah, that guy was a top five pick or he was a top ten pick. I, I remember that. A big guy, strong arm, can make some really. He can make those. You're like, man, that guy. That guy could be a Pro Bowler. But then the next play. It could be just as bad. And I think what's crazy is 11 of 14, great. That's just super great. How how were you 11 of 14 and you scored one time in five drives? Yeah. I think that says a lot about Darnold. Like, he's not really out there to, like, to move the ball and win. Like, he's checking down on third down. I don't think he's really playing to compete. I mean, I'm so, not, not to be too – he's just not competing on the level that Trey and Brock are. I think he's kind of padding his stats and surviving. One scoring drive in five attempts – I'd like to see what? more points. The the pass yeah. play that I loved in, from Darnold was the first on his second on the third drive of the game. So he's in there. This is his second drive. He went three and out on the first drive. They get the ball in their own twenty five. He's on his own thirty eight. It's first and ten. He finds Juwan Jennings, and he just threw an absolute dime to Jennings. It was a great play, and then it was a hold on Feliciano that got called. It got called sure. back. Um, sure. You know, I, I thought Darnold made a couple throws that were really, really good. I, I agree. To be honest, I don't have a real problem with the 49er quarterback room. Why? Because I feel like they got a they got a quarterback who's ready to play right now. They got a quarterback who's far and away one of the NFL's better backup quarterbacks. And then they've got a a, a project, a high upside quarterback project in Trey Lance that's improving before their eyes. And just because week one, it's Purdy, it, it, you know, this is assuming, assuming it's Purdy, Darnold, Lance, just because it's Purdy, Purdy, Darnold, Lance week one, I could see over the course of the year, it becoming Purdy, Lance, Darnold, um, and, and Trey moving into that second spot. And so, I mean, it's, I think it's a little bit more fluid than the people who are describing it as Darnold's a lock for number two. He's a little bit more ready to play right now. He's a little bit more trustworthy. He's a, let's just say this, not trustworthy. He's a little bit more calm. You can't rattle him quite as easily. He, you know, he's, he's a little less raw. You can tell that's what 55 starts gives you, but there's no, it's not light. It's not a, um, you know, wide divide between Darnold and Lance. There just isn't. I, I, I'm not certain the Niners would win with Sam Darnold. I, I feel like even though he makes the occasional nice throw that makes you say, okay, yeah, I, I don't think he's a winning quarterback. I think he makes really bad decisions. Like there was a play last night. It was third and 14. He, he slid like five yards in front of the first down marker. I'm sorry, man. There is, so, there is something not there with Sam Darnold. I don't well, know he, what he it is. Want, he doesn't want to take a big hit. Well, fine, he, fine. He I, I, the the Niners are just – he got smacked they, pretty good they, on that first series, though, too. They think that he's going to magically become good, that it was all the other team's fault. I don't see it. He's Sam Darnold. He has some good moments. He, 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 he balances those out with a lot of bad moments. 
You can't trust him. Meanwhile, you have two really promising young quarterbacks who are healthy and improving. Why are you wasting your time with this? You don't need three. You got two. Brandon Allen's three. It just feels like a reclamation project that you either like Sam Darnold or you don't. You can put him with a bunch of great players, but it's Sam Darnold. Has he really improved? Are you suggesting they go with Trey as the two, Allen as the three, and Trey Darnold? They could keep they could keep Darnold. I just don't need, know why he needs reps in preseason. Like, I don't think he's improved. I think you either like him or you don't. You, he's in a, a better team now. He's on, he's in a better scheme, but he's still going to be the guy who slides five yards short of the first down marker for no good reason. He's still going to be the guy who takes sacks that he shouldn't take despite being mobile. He's still going to be the guy who's dying to check the ball down even though there's someone open downfield and he has the arm to get it to him. That's who he's always been. He's still going to be the guy who turns it over. So I just feel like it was a hedge because they were nervous about their young quarterbacks. The young quarterbacks are both, you know, doing great. And the Niners are like, wait, 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 wait. Let's take another look at 26-year-old Sam. Okay. I, right. I you know What I see with okay. Donald is the highs and the lows. You see the, highs sure. of a, you see the highs of a play and you're like, wow, look at that. And then you see the lows of the plays, and then you go, "Wow, that's still this is, this is still why this Sam, is yeah, yeah, fifty-five games, and you still do this, yeah." But I'm more, sorry, he's not trustworthy as far as there's turnovers, there's inconsistency, there's you know, there's self-preservation, there's all kinds of things going on in his head. Like when he slid okay. down there, I was like, "Are you going to run, or you know, are you going to?" I mean, I saw Zach Wilson in the preseason game yesterday run and get down the sideline and keep running. Darnold seemed like, okay, I'm going to run because I don't have anybody open. And then all of a sudden I see a defender coming. I'm sliding down. I'm not taking that hit. So, I mean, to me. So are you competing for this co- the number two job or not, man? What are you doing? Because I'm sorry. No, he, he, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think the number two job is almost locked up. I think he's probably it. Well, I think, I, I think Trey Lance made a, uh, a late push coming around the corner in the Kentucky Derby. I think he's. I think it's neck and neck. I think this last preseason game matters. And I'm just going to say that because I'm trying to promote it for my own YouTube channel. Thanks well, for watching, everyone. The most interesting part of the post game was Shanahan saying that the ones are going to play in preseason game number three. Maybe Trey will get a, a minute with him like Darnold did. Fair is fair. I don't know. Plumbing God 42. Shanny Lean, Shanny Lean, Shanny Lean. Jesus Felez says Kyle needs to let Trey Lance finish the game winning drive. Eh. He called it like it was a real game. Anthony Cook says, really like what Trey put on tape last night. Thanks for the content, Grant and Larry. Thank you, Anthony. Bill says, do the Niners have the cap space to sign gold? Yeah, they could work that out. They could. They he, could work he, that out. You know, if they were going to keep him, he's $5 million bucks on the high end, maybe 4.5 on the low end, somewhere in there. They've got that right now. And if they sign Bosa, they should have another 8 or $9 million of cap room flexibility. So, if yeah, I mean, that actually, to me, is a real issue uh, to some degree is moody. Um, so... You know, I'm, wor- I'm a little worried about Moody, especially after the PAT. And the, the game-winning field goal is 33 yards out or 32 yards out. If it had been 38 yards out, would he have made it? Looked like he moved to the right, didn't it? It was not a good kick. Uh, it's a good question. Ivan Tina says, I can't afford to start Can't afford to start number five. We need a quarterback that will get us to the NFC Championship and lose in the fourth quarter. Another almost-made-it banner for Levi's. I think Trey Lance could lose in the NFC Championship. I'm such a jerk. I'm so sorry. But I do feel like the, we're going to talk about real issues and fake issues later, but the, Warriors reporters talked about two timelines for a long time. I still think the nine, that's a, a topic for the 49ers, even though they have two really promising young quarterbacks. How many 23-year-old quarterbacks have won Super Bowls? Two? One? Just saying. Probably none. 
Probably none. Caplo ENT says, I just don't get how some creators push a narrative of Trey, even in a comeback win and pushing the ball. He had 173 yards in one quarter, but they will praise same for, uh, Sam for making one scoring drive and a half. I mean, that's very few people, though. I think most people gave Trey's due last night. He earned it. For ESPN. Did you see ESPN? That was wild. I feel like that was an example of a guy who had, who someone else wrote the script, and they probably wrote it before the game was over. You know, it's like East Coast over there. They probably... You're going to go on a, in, in, you know, a national slash international uh, deal and and call last night's Trey Lance performance Yikes. Dis, dismal. Yikes. He had two Yikes. bad plays all night. You showed yeah. one of them, called his performance dismal, put his stats on the b- bottom of the screen, and they're like, well, despite the good stats. <laughs> yeah, it was by far. Actually, the story is that it was, it, it was by far his best performance of his professional career. Easily. I mean. Yeah, dial, dial back dismal when you're on that level of a platform, unless you're pretty damn sure it was awful. I mean, the Houston game was a must-win game, and he he rose up in the second half. But just the timing and the the fact that he's able to bring his mechanics from the Jeff Christensen's tutoring camp to the field, he looks a lot better. So. I don't think he's going to get traded anytime soon. Maybe he will. Ryan Niner seventy seven says B A was hyped for his guy. Ever since Trey Lance got hurt last year, B A's IG profile picture been blacked out. Didn't know that. Wonder if he was upset with how the team used him. That is interesting. Thank you for. I'm not. I should get on Instagram, where all the kids are. Get on the gram, man. Get on the gram. Six fourteen Niner says, or would he have these slow starts if he was able to have consistent playing time and string some games together? I feel like it's too bad they couldn't have found more preseason playing time for him throughout the years. I mean. The games don't count, but they mean something to him. Well, here's the question. The question is, what do they do? Because it's about the money. It's not Trey's Trey Trey's future with the Niners is not about his development. We see the development. He is developing. It's not like is he gonna develop? Is he not gonna develop? Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? He's not the guy today, but he is developing, and they drafted a super raw quarterback. Are they gonna pretend they didn't know he was raw? And he, at this point. How, they got to find a way to figure out the money point so they can so they can have this guy develop in a 49er uniform because I, yeah, I mean, me, you, if they part ways because of the money they are going to regret it on the back end i know it it may maybe in a year maybe in two years maybe three but they will regret it if they part ways with this guy um because of cap reasons and think about it like if they basically sit him for four years give him 20 30 million dollars whatever it was and never really play him and then he leaves and some guy some team gets him for like 3 million dollars or something and he's good the Niners are going to be like we paid him to do nothing now they get him with all the effort we put into him for free and he's good these are all things they have to be worried about and if i were if i were the Seahawks if i were the Rams the Cardinals i'd be like yeah cut cut track or, or maybe I'll call and offer a fifth-round pick. I want Trey Lance if I were another team. I feel like he's been mismanaged and there's something there. And you might be able to get him for dirt cheap. And, you know, everybody likes, to, everybody likes to say that nobody around the league believes in him, like Lombardi and others. Uh, not Dave, but Michael. Um, but, but you know, did you see the cut from 33rd team when Joe, with Joe Banner? Joe Banner's like, you know, you know, he was suggesting that once you get in Kyle's doghouse, you don't get out, and that he. Probably yes, I did see that. Probably needs to be moved. But in there, yeah. in that, in that soundbite, Banner revealed that, and then Trey could go somewhere else and start to be the kind of player that I thought he was going to be coming out. It's like there are personnel people right. in the league that still believe that he's going to be the player. He's going to be a good player, 
not the player he's been to this point, at least. And I do think it's interesting that Trey kind of responded after the noise had gotten the loudest. Like, this was the loudest it's been nationally. Most people saying not only last couple years, like, this is concerning. Now it's like, he's done. He's a bust. We've seen enough. That was amazing. Uh, He sort of responded like a real a real pro. You know who's the best guy to talk to, Grant? Go talk to Spencer Wagey. Because Spencer Wagey I saw them talking. is his they good to, friend. Yep. He went to North Dakota State. Yep. And Wagey's got such insight into Trey's who he is as hmm. a person and what makes yeah. him tick and how he responds to challenges and this and that. He He's all in on the guy. I mean, to me, that tells me quite yeah. a bit. I saw them talking after the game in the locker room. Matthew Sanders says, who can win more games behind this offensive line, especially considering we are facing top-notch opponents and may have tight games late? Good question. I think the better question is, can the Niners keep either of these quarterbacks healthy? That's really important, man. Or do they need both of them? I think deep down they think they need both of them, which is kind of scary in the NFL. I think the O-line Hopefully they can protect fake, I think the, We'll get into it later, but I think the O-line's a fake issue. I think the O-line... Oh, okay. I, All right. I don't, we'll talk I don't about it. the O-line's a real issue. I think the O-line's a fake issue. Okay, I am your leader says, why are we doing this? Surprised by what? Trey had uh, one good series against the third team D. He got one TD. Stop it. That INT was awful. Okay. Thank you for your... I thought it was... Why was it awful? I mean, he's trying to get the ball over the defender... He this is one of the the biggest challenge he has is throwing the ball with loft softly with touch, um, in in a very short feet. You know, basically that is his weakness right there. And the mm-hmm. and the defensive lineman made a nice play. I mean, yeah, I mean he's under pressure. Brock would have completed that. <laughs> Brock probably would have lofted it over the guy's head. Yeah. But you know what, Brock, Brock or around four him. years of touch and timing. Yeah. And, you know that's Brock's game. But Amari's world says Brock couldn't rip that in cut to Snead. I'm not sure that he could at this time. So, I mean, they definitely have different skill sets. They definitely have different skill sets. They're both promising. They both look good. I'm still trying to figure out what Sam Donald's doing here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mike Monahan says TDP drive blocks air. uh, TDP dive blocks air two games. Not good. Yeah, he does. What was who did he dive block air for? Was that was that the Purdy play? Yeah, I mean, yeah. TDP hasn't looked like the player that we've seen in practice. The player that we've seen in practice is decisive, keeps his head down, multiple cuts, gets to the edge, makes guys miss in in, in between the tackles. He he looks he's looked more tentative in these two games. No question. Uh, Niner for life. Niner says the easiest thing you can do is hit that like button. Let's go, Trey. Thank you. Hit that like button. Cap Low ENT says Larry Kev. Take on Kyle, worried about a kicker development over his quarterback is wild. Love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Kevin's my son, I think. You think he... Oh. Maybe yeah, he's, he was more concerned about getting um, Jake Moody confidence at the end than Trey Lance. That's true. Maybe that makes sense. Well, I mean, here's the thing. In Kyle's world, who's more... Who's going to be... Who does he have to lean on more in, in, in the closer future? He's... In Kyle's world, I think uh, Trey's the number three quarterback who's likely to not play for months. In Kyle's world, Jake Moody is going to be kicking in weeks at, at Heinz Field, and he needs to find out because Robbie Gold's a phone call away, but Robbie Gold's not going to be a phone call away for too long. And you got Zane Gonzalez right there now, but guess what? You're not going to keep two kickers on the 53, so you're what? It's not You're a week away from cutting the only good competition, and Gold is going to get signed, so you have to find out. ASAP about Jake Moody's uh, resolve, his character, his bounce back ability, his accuracy, his ability to handle pressure. 
soon, like very soon. Uh, Ryan Covey, what's up, Ryan? Sound okay. good, boys. A little worried about the quarterback situation at SF. Lots of talent, but nobody is that sure thing. That's how I feel. I mean, you can feel very encouraged about the future of the 49ers quarterback room because they have two 23-year-olds with big-time talent, but what about the two timelines? That's, a, that's an issue we can talk about later. Thank you, Ryan. Glass half full guy says, I thought Trey played way better this game than last week, but what does ESPN, sh- but what does ESPN show the tipped interception LOL pigs inside of a pickle? <laughs> Rigger 49er says, the only way Trey could get better is reps. His potential and the growth he's shown in limited playing time is why you keep him as the backup. I think you should get... I don't think you need to play Donald in the final preseason game, but I'm sure they will. Brother Bob says Iggy and Purdy's Iggy and Purdy's pimp going to be a good show. Brother Bob, I love your sense of humor. Jesse Wade, please do Trey one favor. Commit to him as the number two. Give him all those rets. Let him grow and evolve. They will reap the benefits. No, you have to see. You got to give Sam Donald one more look because he might get better. Richard Clark says last year Kyle put Purdy in with third string and he was better for it. Now he's stacking the deck against Trey and he's getting better daily. Maybe Kyle is just Mr. Miyagi of quarterbacks. It's possible. It's possible. I'll give him that. He he did balance out those runs, those runs and passes for Trey. Thank you, Wax Kyle. I asked on. for that. That's right. Blind Tom sixty one. Man, it's been a minute. Blind Tom. Is this the Blind Tom from like Press Democrat days? Trey will get killed if he shows up with the first string. Doesn't see the field. He'll be out of the league in three years. Thank you for your really heartwarming projection. I'll pass it on. Jaleel D says Kyle don't like the attention Trey is getting. He's going to screw Trey. Just watch. Who there's something interesting about that. Because the thing about Trey is he doesn't try to draw attention to himself, but he does. And this the, the culture of this team is that the, the quarterback is not the face of the team. Brock isn't. Jimmy wasn't. It's all about the other guys. But Trey, it's all about him because he was the first-round pick three years in a row. So I hope that's not true, Jaleel, but I know why you would think that. I mean, but, that, that's, a, that's a statement that you could have said about John Gruden back in the day, but I don't know about True. That. They, you know, a lot of people compare... Kyle to his dad, but the coach who gave Kyle a start is John, and I think they have a whole lot in common, the absolute affinity for short passes, the micromanagement style. Just saying, I think they have a lot in common. Not not, not email tendencies. I can't speak for that, uh, yeah. but in terms of coaching, Bill Kennedy says, how would you rate Greasy as a quarterback coach? I don't know. It's got to be know. good. It's got to be good. I mean, here's is the thing. It, well, I mean, Does it? I, I don't know. We don't know, right? We don't know definitively. That's what I'm saying. I, I, the best I can say is I don't know. Yeah, we're guessing. I don't know. We're guessing. Yeah. But look at what we saw last year. Jimmy, I thought, played his best football in a Niner uniform in years. He finally was willing to throw the ball into the turf and go to the next down. Um, you get, Brock Purdy as a seventh-round pick got you to the NFC Championship game. Um, and this year, I mean, I think we're seeing development in Trey Lance. What is? How much of it is attributable to Christensen? Trey, Shanahan, Greasy, I don't know. But I'm not seeing quarterbacks regress. To me, I'm seeing – I think there's examples of quarterbacks getting better. So, Yep. Uh, Bill Kennedy, thank you. I mean, the only thing is, like, to me, what's what was so amazing about Brock Purdy is that he was NFL ready. He was NFL ready coming from Iowa State. Give Iowa State a ton of credit and the Niners credit for finding him. But did Brian Greasy – Coach them up. I mean, to a degree. But they taught them the system. That's great. Uh, Lance, I feel like Jeff Christensen gets a lot of credit for what happened this offseason. So maybe Greasy's like a good, like, you know, well, I mean, think of a therapist or, or a life coach. Like, hey, man, this is the type of stuff you're going to have to deal with. But does he really, like, 
coaching somebody, footwork and mechanics. I mean, in his, I mean, Brock Purdy. I mean, this is the reality. He played well in the preseason, looked very mature, sat for three freaking months, got forced in against a Dolphin game when they were already losing, beat them by, what, 17, then goes up against Tom Brady in his first start. Somebody helped Brock along from, hey, he hasn't played in three months. This is a really complicated offense that Matt Ryan couldn't master till year two. And somehow Purdy played exceptional football for seven games. Yeah. And really, but that's what people said about Rich Gangarello when Jimmy Garoppolo went off for five games, and then Rich Gangarello became an offensive coordinator because of that. And then people were like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" He he is a terrible, terrible coach, and you, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo just got hot. I mean, Jimmy, Kentucky Jimmy fired off. him. Jimmy went off on fi- in five games. Um, you know, Rich got a, a lot of credit for that on a bad team with no pressure. Brock, got, you know, went off and went undefeated on you know in a seven game stretch or whatever six game stretch. Um, a couple of those are playoff games, and he played some Hall of Fame guys, right? I mean, he played. He outdueled Tom Brady. Sure, but I'm just saying that Rich Gangarello. We're talking about Greasy. Rich Gangarello got credit for that Jimmy undefeated run, which in hindsight he didn't deserve. And I wonder if Brian Greasy could be getting the same situation. Well, we'll find out about Brian Greasy. Somebody developed. Somebody helped Brock develop a little bit. Yeah, Iowa um, State, and, and and either grasp the offense. Now he credits Trey. He credits McCaffrey. So maybe it's not just coaches. Maybe some of the players actually had a hand in it. Uh, sure. Uh, Jay Jeff, thank you for becoming a member. Wellness matters. It's easy to see that Darnold still has the stench of losing, being a loser on him. That is not what this team needs to win a Super Bowl. Trey's upside is, peri- Trey's upside is period. Interesting. The stench of losing. It does smell, and it is hard to get out. It's kind of like B.O. in that episode of Seinfeld. Christian <laughs> says Trey has had a, a chance to be special Sam is Sam. Trey has a chance to be special Sam is Sam. I think that's pretty uh, right. The professional guy says Niners keep four quarterbacks based on what happened last year. No. That's exciting. I hope that happens. Niner Matt no, says most of Zero Im- shot at that. Most important is Trey being the scout team quarterback. I don't care if he's listed as QB2 or QB3, just as long as he's getting the practice reps over Darnold. That's, that's an interesting point. point. That Agree? is a good point, I think. That's Elite right. Archer I mean, 20. Yeah, I would reps, agree. Right? Yeah, he needs all the reps. Elite Archer 23 says, why was Bill Walsh able to correctly handle having two great quarterbacks on his roster, but Kyle can't properly manage two young quarterbacks? Maybe the story is really Kyle's ineptitude and not the quarterbacks. I mean, that's what I try to suggest. But there's uh, the other, at, at the same time, Bill Walsh is the greatest coach of all time. The and greatest. those two great quarterbacks, one was the greatest of all time at that time. And how did he handle it? He told Steve, sit there and watch the greatest of all time. When Steve was playing, Joe was hurt. And I don't know that he handled it all that great. Eventually, um, Seifert sure. had to, you know, Seif- to me, Seifert looks terrible in that Montana documentary for telling Montana, when we come out of practice, don't be in the locker room. I mean, it's like, I don't know that they handled it so perfectly. Yeah, I mean, but this the difference is Walsh personally taught Joe Montana the footwork. Like, Kyle can't do that. He'd send his guy to John Beck, and John Beck may or may not get it done. Like Bill Walsh, not many coaches who could do that. Jeremy Price, that's how I felt about Jimmy Grant. Just cut him so someone else picks him up. Jimmy. We're talking about Jimmy? Jimmy? Brother Bob says PP is like PP more on Iggy's show because PP is more objective. Iggy, bring out the best of PP. However, my concerns are kicker, punter, O-line, RB3, and 4. Thank you, Brother Bob. Ali the Goat says, why does everyone count Trey out? That game was encouraging. Everyone says it was encouraging, except for the one guy, ESPN. Manny PSF, forgive me if I'm wrong, but didn't Trey not start looking good until the Broncos' third-team defense was on the field? Same with Raider game. 
what I thought, what I saw from Trey really didn't have anything to do with, was it the ones, the twos, or the threes? Now, the windows are going to be smaller against the ones for sure. Um, and then what, guess what happens? T- defense coordinators in the preseason don't really try to trick you or fool you uh, as much as they are in the regular season. I think it's safe to say this. I think, I think the Niners should have Purdy as the one because he's ready to play and win. I think Darnold should be the two because I think he looks more relaxed. And then I think Trey should be on this team as the three and not somewhere else because I think his upside is to the point where he could wind up being their best quarterback down the road. And they've got to they've got to see it through to completion. But I'm okay with Darnold as the two and Trey as the three. At least to start. Okay. Jay Rivera says he's a member for 20 months. Thank you. Mark says minus this 499. How much money has Trey Lance made you guys in the last month? Good question. <laughs> Don't know. David, two bucks. There's another two. Generic name says, sorry, just got here. Has Kevin's dad admitted Trey played well without wincing? I was the guy who called for Trey. David, again, thank you. Ryan Niner, no chance. Lance, nah, give Lance a chance, Kyle. Brother Bob, I take it back. PP is deaf more in uh, love with PP. Jay Rivera, Kyle is Trey Lance, the next Steve Young now. Darius Mills, Tom played the Niners D. Proc played Tampa Bay D, not Tom. Uh, D- David says, will Tampa Trey Bay's play scout team? Like sixth in the league, by the way. Seems perfect for him while waiting for an opportunity or acting as backup. Uh, yeah, he should be the scout team quarterback. Montana is the GOAT. He's a better quarterback than Brady, says Rigger 49er. Okay, Brock Purdy. One drive, no touchdown, field goal, 4-5. Was it a throwaway uh, and a scramble? What would you see? What would you like? Where do you, where, do you, where do you put him? Is he ready? He just looks like Brock from last year, didn't he? I mean, he was four or five. He was efficient. He's not going to throw the ball down the field, but he plays with timing and tempo, and you know he drives the team and they score points. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's that's what the position's about. We can evaluate what level he threw to, how he looked, um, but I thought he looked good. I thought he looked. I thought he looked like the guy that we saw last week. The guy that we saw last week in practice was throwing dimes. He was playing with timing. He's playing with rhythm. He's playing with tempo. The one thing I don't see with Lance or Darnold with any consistency in practice or the games is drives that are that feel that you feel the rhythm. Purdy gets this team in rhythm. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. He can make an assortment of throws. He doesn't have the biggest arm. We can talk about his failings all day and all night, um, but it results in points. I would have loved to see them go for it on fourth down, but. Um, I thought he looked pretty good, and I like the fact that he got him in, got him out. There you go. I thought he looked. I thought he looked very much like Brock from last year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, he absolutely did. His he's as quick as ever. He's as he looked confident. Moved the ball, the team right down the field. He looked really good. Um, but their weapons still, were good. Their weapons, yeah. Were and he didn't even have all the weapons out there. No Kittle, no no McCaffrey. He had Debo, and Debo made him look good. Okay, Debo made Jimmy look good. Um, only thing is like, I'm still not certain that Brock's going to be winning the Super Bowl this year. And if, like, I'm not saying Trey Wood or Darnold would, but that's the, the, like the rub with this team. You could say you love Brock Purdy. You could say you love Trey Lance, whoever quarterback is your favorite quarterback on this team. Do you like him for this year or do you like him for the future? Because this is a team where Hargrave's 30, Arms says 30, Kittle's 30, like Trent Williams is 35. This is a big, big, big year for the 49ers and Trey Lance hasn't been able to freaking play because they're in a win-now mode. All right, well, the quarterback on the field, who's the real deal, 
needs to be held to a very high standard. And I don't even know that's fair for Brock. The dude has seven starts and he's 23-2. So it feels like the Niners are still kind of on two timelines. Brock could be a promising young franchise quarterback and still not be ready to win the Super Bowl this year. Same for Trey. You feel they're both future franchise quarterbacks. They might be. I do. And 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 neither one might be ready to win the Super Bowl this year, which would be too bad, considering this is a particular Super Bowl window that the Niners have. Brock throws with anticipation. So like it's like he knows who's going to be open and when and where, and the ball comes out on time. And then his footwork in the short game is the best I've seen in the short game. I mean, his footwork in the short game is on point, way, way better than Garoppolo. And then he... The major tenets of Kyle's offense are the bootleg game and the play-action game and the play-action bootleg game together. And Brock operates that really, really well. So, you know, he he, uh, he gets the ball into his receiver's hands in stride, underneath, consistently. And so they, 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 they stay ahead of the chains. He plays with rhythm. I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind that he gives them the best chance to win in Heinz Field. No doubt. Okay, um, fine. He's deserved the opportunity to start week one. He's there every day for, for training camp. Um, he is a better fit in this offense than Jimmy was because of his ability to move, throw on the run and, and roll left and roll right, roll right and extend plays. But just like Jimmy, my question with Brock is, how many games are you going to play this year, Brock? Because you got hurt in your first start. You got hurt in your last start. You lasted eight games. That's great, man. You, you exceeded expectations as the third stringer off the bench. But now you're the starting quarterback. And the expectation isn't eight games. It ain't 14 games. It's like 20. And I don't know that you're built for that. I don't know that you're not. And it may not be that you're not built for it. It may be that the Niners aren't built to keep you upright for 20 games. But that's the question. Because if you only make it eight again, then, you know, it's not. this season isn't going to be about you at all. It's going to be about Sam Darnold or Trey Lance or both. So I think that's still a question the Niners have to answer. Brock has to answer durability. They moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo. The number one reason was he wasn't durable enough. All right, Brock, you got to prove it. I agree. I mean, you know, durability is speculation. You know, we don't know how he's going to – I mean – all we have is his college career. He stayed healthy in college, played a ton of games. Um, but the NFL, so I mean, Jimmy. we're on the sidelines for these practices. The, the, you know, the athletes in the league are fast, Crazy. Uh, they're physical, and, um, I, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I mean, the one thing about it is he does have an ability to protect himself because he can get the ball out. You move. No doubt. When he, when he took that sack last night, though, I winced. Anytime he gets hit, I winced because he looks like your little brother on the field. And you're like... Leave him alone. <laughs> well, I mean, stop. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean that you know the one we can't predict the future, but I mean, and one thing about him, he doesn't hold. When you hold the ball a long time, you're going to take some big time hits, um, and he doesn't hold the ball a long time. He gets it out. So, uh, and to me, um, I've got to see what his arm looks like down the field in regular season games because I still have some questions about it. I mean, it looks good in practice. It looks pretty good in, you know, I've seen in, in the brief snippets we've seen, but um, I got to see it. I got to see it in the regular season before I really know that, yeah, in, it, he is indeed 100% back. Until I see it from my own own two eyes, I'm not really going to 100% believe it. Also, I, we know Brock can run the offense. The boots, the play actions, the screens, the slants, the digs, 
the meat and potatoes of the offense, 85% of the offense, he executes really, really well. But to win the Super Bowl, you know there's going to be a lot of plays where it's just straight drop back throw. You're behind the sticks. Maybe you're losing. It's not always going to be that easy. And the Niners do a great job of making it easy for him. And to his credit, he executes the hell out of that stuff in ways that maybe Sam and Trey wouldn't as consistently. But Deep in the in, in the playoffs, when you're getting pressured on fifty percent of your dropbacks, and your first read isn't always open, and you can't dictate with your run and play action, can you rise up? And that's a fair question. It's 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 a it's a thing that only you know what seven, eight, nine quarterbacks in the league can do. But that's that's the new bar for that's always the bar for the 49ers quarterback. It always is. So we'll have to see. I don't know. I don't know that he knows. I don't know that they know. We'll find out. I'm they excited. got two. They got two playoff wins right now. With a rookie quarterback. Debo came out and said, hey, I think we would have beat Philly if Brock doesn't go down. <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe well, that Debo's means they would have won. Maybe Debo's just talking, or maybe he actually believes it. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, we're asking questions that we don't know the answer to. No uh, doubt. The reality is Seattle owned the Niners, owned them, and then Brock's beaten them, beat them, what, two times last year or three mm-hmm. times? Yeah, he did. Two times. Jason Lutz, did Bell just make the 50? Yeah, hell yeah. Ronnie Bell. Salute to Ronnie Bell. He's dropped it a couple passes, but he's really good. Dropped it. I said dropped it. Connor says, uh, poor... Poor I don't get it. I'm not reading that. 7MP says, Larry, you really trust the season to Darnold? I love how Jimmy and Brock get and got so much leeway with limited starts, but Trey Plain is so sacrilegious. He needs more reps. Solutions, sit him quarterback three. It's 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 about who's ready to play right now. I mean, are we going to pretend that the Raider get, that Trey didn't look bad at the beginning of the Raider game? Or are we going to pretend that Sam? I mean, people make fun of Sam that he had fifty five starts. That's why he's quarterback too, because he had fifty five starts and he's got more experience. He looks more calm at the beginning of these appearances. Now Trey gets better as it goes, but you know this is a this is one team gets the bye. The Niners don't want to play in Philly. It's the it's the Niners and Philly in the NFC, I believe. Everybody else, I don't believe in that much. Maybe a little bit on the New York Giants, but I mean, I really think the Niners have to hit the ground running. So you better play the quarterbacks up front that you think you can win with. And I just I feel like Darnold is who he is. Experience. I feel like Darnold is who he is. He's not changing. He's not good. I mean, you can say he's not bad, but that's he's 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 that. He's a constant. Trey, he is improving. It took him till the fourth drive to get going in his first. Preseason game, which was his first live action uh, since he broke his ankle. Then it took him till his second drive to get going in his second preseason game. I would make Trey the second quarterback, but that's just me. Uh, Slick like Ninja says we need to sign a good left tackle and have him at right tackle until Trent retires. Plan for the future. Grant's the best. So is Kevin's dad. Hey man, we were sort of talking about that, but they didn't draft any offensive linemen this year. They took a kicker who's doing great. Have you seen him? Jake Moody, have you seen this guy? Have you heard about this? He's phenomenal. It's really good. Hasn't missed any yeah. kicks yet. Oh, wait. He did. Mr. Blue Magic says short game can't win a Super Bowl anymore. We'll see. We'll see. Trey deserves at least two drives with the first team offense. Two? Try none. <laughs> GC and PP, what can BP improve more than arm power? Um, staying healthy. Staying healthy. Get out of, getting out of harm's way. Pretty good job uh, yesterday. Jaleel D says, we aren't winning the Super Bowl because most of the rest of the league play with the entire field. The Niners play with two-thirds of it. This team ain't winning the Super Bowl, but I'm still rooting for them. 
I kind of feel that way. Niners have a loaded, a loaded roster compared to like 90% of the teams in the league. Yes, do the Niners have some weaknesses? Yeah, they do. But if you go with a fine-tooth comb through every depth chart like I have, you're going to see. Giants have weaknesses. Detroit has weaknesses. Philly has weaknesses. Every team in the league has weaknesses. It's about how, how, how well do you stay healthy, really, that's, and how well are you playing in December. And how good your quarterback is. Mr. Blue Magic 23 says, Larry, do a call-in show. Good luck. The David Kane says, Brock missed Dwelly waving his hand in the end zone wide open. Brock didn't throw it and took the sack. I'll have to go back and watch the tape. Yeah. I didn't see that, did David Kane. All right, real quick. Got a sponsor. I want to shout him out. Let me get the little thing up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's important to get the little thing up. Boom. All right, so if you're into sports betting, any type of gambling, casino games, go to betus.com. It's the best. And what's cool about it is you can do like pregame stuff. You can do parlays. You can do live betting. Um, but what I think is cool this time of year, since it's preseason, you're probably not doing live betting during pre. Oh, you might be. You might be. But like they have like prop bets for the season. And like we spend so much time on this show projecting who's going to do what, how good certain players are going to be. If you really want to put some money down, you could do it at BetUS. There's a link in the description. There's a link in the chat box. You click on it, put down 10 bucks. They'll match it. Uh, put 1250 down. So that's a pretty good deal. Uh, they have great customer service. It's easy to sign up. And again, look at the NFL prop bets for the 49ers. They're a lot of fun. I'm going to start getting into them, and uh, I'll tell you how I do so I can put my money where my mouth is and show you that, yes, I'm a, I'm a terrible gambler. What I usually do is I gamble with my reputation. I, I, make a, I make a prediction, and then people remember that I was wrong, and I'm like, well, now I'm less authoritative, but now I'm going to gamble with my money, too, on BetUS because they're going to match the money, and they're, they're, they're a top-flight organization. So thank you very much, BetUS, for sponsoring my channel, and uh, I strongly urge everyone to go there right now. Thank you. Bet US. All right, moving on. Look at that. Look at that. Sponsor in the house. Sponsor. Real issues on this team. We've seen two preseason games. What would you consider a real issue on this team? Okay, so um, a real issue is they don't stop the fucking run. That's <laughs> a real issue. Okay? That's yeah, and they're getting issue. blown off the ball at like D-tackle. You know what I mean? They don't have... I mean, who's the anchor inside? You signed... Um, you know, Javon Hargrave, Hargrave's an awesome pass rusher. Outside of Eric Armstead, every one of their defensive tackles is a one-gap penetrator, rusher. They're not a two-gap, you know, stop the run, DJ Jones. You're not moving them out of the A-gap. Givens is a one-gap penetrator. McGill, one-gap penetrator. I love what I saw yesterday from Marlon Davidson, one-gap penetrator. They don't stop the run. Now, they got great linebackers, and we haven't necessarily seen them all out there at the same time. But that, to me, is a major concern. Can the 49ers stop the run? If you can't stop the run, then it suddenly it's like all you get is is the run up the gut. So I don't think they ever replaced D.J. Jones. They've, they've mm -hmm. they're been inside. Um, uh, where was Kinlaw last night? I mean, they, they, need Kin, they need Kinlaw to be an anchor against the run inside. He's the biggest, strongest two-gapper they have. And I know it's a one-gap, get-up-the-field scheme, and I love Hargrave as a pass rusher. I know it's a passing league, but guess what? If, but, they, if you run for four yards on first down and you run for five yards on second down, they're going to yeah. run on third down, and then what good is Javon Hargrave if they're just running it down your throat all day? The Niners need badly to either develop Kinlaw into a run stopper um, or find 
some somebody who can plug the run inside um, outside of Eric Armstead. It's Armstead and not a lot else inside against the run. That's a major yeah. real issue. And the thing with Hargraves, like he's really not a run defender. And the way they kind of hid him in Philly on rundowns, they played a five-man front. So it, it was harder to combination block him with two. You understand? With, with like two blockers on a run play. Yep. Niners play a four-man front that's very spread apart. Like it's really easy to combo block D tackles on inside zone plays. And he's going to get pushed around. To, he's going to get pushed around. So I'm interested, like, how is Steve Wilkes going to do with this wide nine? This was Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryan's thing. They brought it in together four years ago. They had a, they did a great job of fitting the run, which not a lot of coaches do. Like the wide nine is a gimmick front that usually is very weak against the run because it's so spread out. D'Amico and Solo did a great job fitting the run to it. Can Wilkes? He's never coached this before. He has no background with the wide nine, and I think he they hired him because he was open minded to working with it. But this is new, and it's not easy. And and what does Wilkes like to do? Wilkes likes these guys who take on the defensive line that takes on the blockers, and then he likes to have his fast linebackers shoot gaps and pressure the quarterback uh, that way. Well, the Niner front is get up the field and rush with four and and get it done with your front four. Well, there's a guy who's a free agent who played for Wilkes last year in Carolina, Matt Ioannidis, who played with the Washington Commanders. And to me, I would go sign Ioannidis. He, he's, a, he's from mm-hmm. Temple. He's a tough mm-hmm. ass. He's a, he's a, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't run at him. Um, they need some tough interior run guy that they can depend on who's not going to spin out of the A gap, who's not going to get moved in the run game. They need some anchor point in yeah. the middle of their defense. And Ionitis, I think, would really help. Uh, great call. Uh, more real issues for me special teams. Special teams. I mean, Ray Ray's hurt. He'll come back eventually. He's a good player, but like Jake Moody, man. They they got rid of Robbie Gold and brought in Jake Moody so they could save like three or four million dollars. And they were talking like, hey, you know, we understand it's a big step up and it's a lot of pressure, but we put him through the most pressurized workout ever. Like, no, there's no way you can simulate real NFL pressure in a pre-draft workout but they thought they did and now he can't even seem to hold up to the pressure of a preseason game he's under a lot of scrutiny he's not on the arizona cardinals he's on the san francisco 49ers he's replacing a potential hall of fame kicker and he's expected to be lights out right now he's not it's really really concerning to me i my message on this would be consistent be consistent if you're you know why is Trey Lance not your two and Sam Darnold's likely your two? Because Sam's more ready to play. He's the veteran. Then if you're so concerned about losing games, then why are you going with a with a super raw rookie with a strong leg? Why not go with a veteran? You know, if, you know, to me, if you're gonna go if you're gonna sit Trey as number three, then I think you gotta have some interest in re signing Robbie or going with Zane, uh, or making sure that Jake's the right guy. And you know, here's the thing about this. I don't know how to do this. Because Jake makes all these kicks in practice. We're there. He makes them. I, I, he's not missing in practice. He's making the kicks in practice. But if he had, I mean, he missed a PAT yesterday and he missed yeah. two field goals the first game. Um, and the game winning field goal that he made, if it was five or six yards deeper, would have been a miss. So I'm very concerned. And Shannon was asked about it. He's like, yeah, I'd like every kick to go high, straight down the middle. Okay, but you're, you told us over here, <laughs> but it's not. You're going with Darnold. 
and you're going with Purdy because you need an overtrade because you can't develop a young player because you don't have time for it because you're competing for a Super Bowl. But then kicker, one of the most vitally important, uh, you know, win-lose p- positions on the field, you're going to go with the super raw high-end guy um, and think about the future there. When you had Robbie Gold, who never missed a pressure kick in his life on the team, and now Zane Gonzalez is making 57 yarders in practice. I think the kicking thing is a is a major issue. I don't know about the return game. Jamison's drop yesterday, that muff was rare. He's got good hands. So does so does uh, Bell. I'm a little worried so. about Mitch uh, Shanknowski. Um, I'm telling you, man. He had two bad shots yesterday. I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, last thing, also the depth in the trenches. Which backup D lineman do you trust? Which backup O lineman do you trust? I mean, if they have perfect health all year, they should be fine in the trenches. I, I mean, I maybe, but the minute John Feliciano needs to play, the minute Kevin Givens needs to play, like what is going on? I don't know well, about this depth on the trenches. Okay, so. To me, one's a real issue, one's a fake issue. The O-line depth, I think, is kind of a fake issue because you can go an entire year sometimes with the same five or six O-linemen. I like Feliciano as an interior guy, but they don't have a backup tackle. Um, though I do like what I saw from Ilman. Feliciano Manning. didn't look good last night. No, Yikes. He, got, he got beat bad. Yeah. Um, nah. and he's, he is slow. But, I mean, yeah. they need a backup offensive tackle from some other organization. I don't know. It's who, not Matt Pryor. No, no, none of the guys. None of these guys can do it. Jalen Moore, no. no. Uh, Leroy Watson, no. No, Gutierrez, not this year. No. No. Ryan Manning, no. Probably not a tackle. No. 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 No, 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 no. 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 Il Manning okay. played left tackle, by the way, yesterday. I, he's a hell of a player, but he's got probably should play. He probably should play center. He probably should play center. He might like be a damn good center, like but that's a project. Prospect, but I mean, yeah. I'm not that concerned because Trent's Trent. I like Banks and Burford. Brendel was a Pro Bowl alternate. You do have a second center. I like McKivitz as a pass blocker. He's in the best shape of his life. He's ready to to play more. I don't know if he's ready to be an every you know an every day, every week right tackle, but he's. I think he's at a part in his a point in his career. He's ready to go. I'm not as concerned about the O line because they. I like the starters. The D line, on the other hand, you're not playing your your bat. Your starting D line is not going to play the entire game. So, Kerry Hyder to me looks old. Kinlaw is totally untrustworthy. Was Beal on the field last night? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Alex Barrett's been on the practice squad the last two years. Ty McGill is really trustworthy, but um, he's got to play in a rotation. Austin Bryant shows me very little. Kalia Davis has got a bad knee. Spencer Wagey's more of a practice squad guy. Marlon Davidson is nice, uh, but Speaks is not NFL. Um, you know, I mean, they, they, Hamilton and Lalee, those are camp bodies as far as I'm concerned. Um, they badly need another defensive end. I would go sign Jason Pierre-Paul, Melvin Ingram, Carlos Dunlap, somebody like that. Uh, and I would be looking at the cut down at whoever Dallas cuts. Dallas has got nine defensive ends that are all pretty good um i you know they got a they they will bring in at least two more defensive linemen from outside before they before they pared this thing down to 53 that, that'll be my prediction because uh, i don't see the guys there and and there's just not enough bodies drake you're asking drake to go from 
he didn't even play in the last six weeks of the season to now he's your starter opposite Nick Bosa. And is Bosa going to get signed today or tomorrow and get in here? Um, Cleveland Farrell, I like a little bit, but not as an every down guy. Uh, I love what Beal flashes, Grant, but I don't see any consistency there. And Barrett, when when Alex Barrett looks like one of your better defensive ends and he's been firmly on the practice squad the last two years, you've lost depth and you need depth there. So I, I'm very concerned. To me, this is this is a primary issue because these guys are all going to play snaps, a lot of them. All right, let me let me come back to the offensive line because you you just expressed a lot of confidence and then moved right on to talk D line for like ten minutes. Can we come back to the offense? I admire your confidence. Someone has to have it because it's not me. Trent Williams, phenomenal. Aaron Banks, solid starter. Jake Brendel, solid starter. Spencer Burford could be, hasn't proven it yet. He was a part-time player last year who I think has a lot to prove still. And Colton McKivitz could be, hasn't proven it yet. I think two-fifths of this offensive line have a whole lot to prove. And if two-fifths of this offensive line isn't good enough, they got a big problem. Because I don't like the backups. I, the, the solution isn't just, well, throw John Feliciano at right guard. No, absolutely not. Or if they have to play both of them like they did with Brunskill and Burford last year, that's not what you want either. So they need Burford and McKivitz to be at least solid. And well, they're saying, they trust us. No one believed in Brendo last year. We believe in these guys. Trust. Okay, fine. But you got to be right because there's no plan B at either spot. Yeah, I mean, Gotta okay, be right. one thing is they do have a top-tier O-line coach. I, I like Forster. No I doubt. I feel about Forster. Um, Burford clearly has done the work this offseason. I mean, he is he is uh, prototypical size, strength. He's done the work. He's smart as hell. I really like Burford as a prospect. No and doubt. McKivitz, but that doesn't mean he's going to be good. McKivitz, you could do I'm, everything right and I'm not a, be good. I, to me, in an ideal world, um, Feliciano, McKivitz, and Il Manning would be your backups, and you would have a big yeah. time move right tackle at yeah. right tackle. Instead, yeah. you've got more of a serviceable technician, pass protector. Right. He's not going to really kick people out in the run game. I'm a little concerned because I they didn't they haven't run the ball real well. The, the big concern too is that the Niners don't stop the run right now, and they're not necessarily running it well right now. So that's a concern. A little bit about McKivitz as a run blocker. But overall, go look at the offensive lines around the league and then come back and tell me you don't like this line. Because this line is actually a top tier line compared to maybe not compared to Philly last year, but compared to ninety percent of the top tier league. It's not a top tier line. We have three good off we have one excellent offensive lineman, two solid ones, and two question marks. I mean, I'm I'm I disagree with you. But I mean I respect you. Philly's got Tyler Steen. You know, he's a rookie from Alabama that they're going to try to plug in on their offensive line. Cole McKivitz isn't starting for Philly, for Dallas. Cole McKivitz isn't starting for any other contender in the league. The Niners are trying to tell us that Colton's a solid starter. Like, I have my questions on that one. Right, His numbers we'll at tackle have been bad. We'll see. Uh, Brother Bob, I, I like him as a pass protector. I'm a little concerned again about as a run blocker. Yeah. Brother Bob, I'm concerned about both. Your tell when you disagree is... My face, I guess. Uh, Niners Oregon says, thoughts on Trey's drop passes. Stats would have been be even better if they were caught and the passes look like dimes. He had a couple. Everyone does. It happens. There, but his had one. ball is better this year. That's to yeah. me, if you want to say, what's the noticeable improvement from like a satellite on Trey last year to this year? It's the ball. 
His ball last year had high-speed wobbles. Uh, he was missing a lot. Not, and even when he was putting it on people, it wasn't catchable. This year, he's putting it on people, and it's a tight spiral. It's a much better ball than last year. PP, you really think BP is perfect? No cap. <laughs> Do I think uh, Brock Purdy's perfect? No, I don't think he's perfect. We been had a great roster and ain't win a Super Bowl yet, says Mr. Blue Magic 23. True. true. Mark true. Failer says, despite this 499, how good has Trey Lance been for business in the last month? <laughs> Can't complain. Brown says, Trey broke his ankle and no one gave him grace in his first game back, but Brock is celebrated for overthrows. Which overthrows? Brock's tape is out and we all have eyes. All right, Brown. That was for you. Uh, District 13 says, Quantra's night was good against the run on the outside stop and inside stop to help get the ball back to uh, help us when I want him to start. Yeah, me too. Go Quantrez. Go Quantrez. Quantrez is better than, better than uh, the guy, the free agent they signed from Atlanta. That guy's um, getting cut. Isaiah Oliver. Quantrez Yikes. would be a better nickelback than Isaiah Oliver, in my opinion. Yep. Shady Luke. Crew, you got some respect for me. I'm an Eagles fan. I've been trying to tell Niner fans that Hargrave is a pass rusher, not a pass rusher and run stopper. They called BS. Yup. The David Kane, the David Kane, the David Kane says around 1037, 1047 in the first quarter mark where Brock missed Dwelly and took the sack. I'll check it out. Thank you, David. Glass half full guy. Do you guys think Bosa signs next week? I'm confused why it's taking so long as a fan of this team. I don't know. I think it I'm not making any predictions. I, I predicted it would happen today, a month ago. So okay. I don't think it'll happen today. I think it'll happen tomorrow. I'm, I'm saying tomorrow morning, Bosa signs. If it ain't tomorrow morning, I'm nervous. Well, I don't care. Now, Mike drops with Monza says, read, read an article. Andy Reid said he always talks to the Niners. I still believe he had a hand in Lance and Jeff C. If Lance is QB3, I hope he demands a trade. The positional malpractice is pathetic. I just feel like if you put him at quarterback three, you're not going to give – he's not going to be the scout team quarterback. He's not going to get any reps. I mean, he's not going to work out for you if you bury him like that. He'll work out somewhere else down the line. That's the way I see it. I could see Chad him up in Kansas City, and that would be a nightmare. <laughs> DeWan Jones, right tackle, was on the board. Yeah, they took Latu and Moody over. Hey, hey but credit Latu, man. He, he got back off the beam, uh, and he had a good game last night. But Daywan Jones made a huge mistake in the lead-up to the draft. He told all the scouts that his dream was to play in the NBA. And that's that cost him because obviously that's not what you want to say. But Daywan Jones, I don't know if you watched Cleveland this uh, this summer, but his footwork at whatever he is six nine seven hundred pounds or whatever he was, he is just a monster. He is just absolute monster. I would love to have had Daywan Jones here. Yep, would have been nice. Uh, the coach says if our trenches lack depth throughout the year, no one is going to give a damn about a kicker or a blocking tight end. Not addressing it in the draft won't age well. Larry, stop. We do not have a top tier line. Shout out, coach. <laughs> Shout out, I coach. coach. I think they got, I think their line's going to be just fine. Their line looked okay at the beginning That's of the different. game, didn't it? That's different. That was the number one Just line. fine, top tier. Well, I mean, the 49er offensive line, you, you got, first of all, they, they have so many, um, so many shifts, so many motions, such a complex offense. You got to have really smart guys. I think they got five smart guys across the board. Then you sure. got to have guys who are athletic. I think they got pretty athletic guys. Sure. Once again, I would feel better. I'd feel great about this line if they had Tristan Wirfs and Colton McKinnon yeah. as the fifth guy or as the sixth guy, you know, on the sure. bench. And the but one instead, guy you had to worry about was Spencer Werford. Sure, absolutely. Instead, they missed but that's on not what Solly. they have. They missed on Solly, so they had to go with Kinlaw. They went with Kinlaw, and then they, they, they invested too heavily in the defensive tackle spot, and they ignored the offensive tackle spot, and that's where we're at. 
Yeah, I mean, I just feel like you can say it's easy to say the Niners offensive line is good enough or fine because they win 13 games in a year. And most of the time they can work around having a, you know, a shaky offensive line. But when they play Dallas, it's tough. When you play Philly, ain't no ain't no working around that. And I just feel like that's where the Niners are right now. It's not about can we win 13 games? Yeah, hell yeah, you can win 13 games in a season. It's like, can you seal the deal in the playoffs? It's a different type of game. And you haven't been able to do it. And this offensive line on the right side has caved in big, big games, Super Bowls, NFC Championship games. Who's the Super Maybe Bowl this one champion? won't. Who's the Super Maybe Bowl this... champion? Who's the, the Super Bowl champion? The Chiefs. Oh, that was I thought it was a trick question for a second. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Who's the... I don't know. Who are the I don't know. Who are the Chiefs tackles? They had Andrew Wiley and they had uh oh, this year? Yeah, this year. Oh, they got they rid had... of some guys. I they're a little they nervous about them this Donovan year. Donovan Smith from Tampa. Donovan Smith. Who kind of was not that great, and then they yeah. got one. But they also drafted a guy in round three. Uh, Jawan Taylor's good. Jawan Taylor's good. No, he's he's, he's a good, really good right tackle. You're, you're, Donovan Smith is not good. He's okay. He's, he, he led the league in holding, but is the interior. It's two. It's Thuney, Creed Humphrey. Oh, last year Creed they had two Smith. different guys. They had Orlando Brown. He's really good, and they had Andrew Wiley, who's gone. Um, Quana, some will disagree, but I can see the Niners falling in their faces this season. Prediction: All three quarterbacks will play, not due to injury, due to performance. That's bleak. It's bleak. Ben Kim says PPL making a deal of Trey starting slow. PPL <laughs> making a deal starting Trey as if a game is over in three drives. A game lasts four quarters. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Russell Wilson's a slow starter. Always has been. Really good in the fourth quarter, though. Yeah, but here's the thing. Um, <laughs> you know, this team averaged 33 a game with Purdy. You're not averaging 33 a game if you're one for five like Trey Lance was in the first half on third down conversions against the Raiders. That's the concern. Is yeah, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to average thirty-three a party with game, a game this year, though. But we'll see. Maybe they will. I don't think that's going to keep happening. They scored nineteen in that in that playoff. We'll see. Mooweed says Niners need to sign Jason Peters for right. Man, he's like forty-five years old. Yeah, I mean, come on, leave him alone. Let's go sign Anthony Munoz. He's he's really good too. Hey, get Joe Staley. Darnay Harvey. Uh, Harvey says, "Who's going to cover tight ends? Jimmy Ward no longer here to erase them from the game." That's a good question. Quantrez. The good ones. Quantrez. Generic name says, why was Laborn, Laborn waved? Oh, no. I don't that's know too, either, but he didn't, he didn't show in camp like I thought he was going to. Um, and I don't know if it's just because of lack of reps, Grant, because, I mean, they have Mason, they got TDP, they got Mitchell, they got McCaffrey, they, they have other guys. McNichols actually kind of took his spot. Yeah. Um, I think McNichols kind of outperformed him this last week, but I was a little surprised by that. that you know, the other thing that's kind of a major story we haven't even mentioned Taco Charlton's done for the year, and Taco Charlton was looking like one of the Niners' best players in the one-on-one drills, D-line, O-line. He's done for the year. I don't. What was his injury? Yeah. I don't even know what it was. I feel like that happens a lot with uh, vets. They, they, they're here for two weeks, and then they're out for the year. Like, Ziggy Ansah was like that. It's like, oh, well, you had a good run. Tavon, like, wasn't Tavon Austin like that? Anyway. Niners Darn are going through guys, man. They're going through guys. They had Dalen Hayes. They cut him. They, you know, they had Taco. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to really scour. We're going to find out if Chris is if Chris Kosarek is the awesome D line coach that everybody says he is. He's going to wait. He's going to earn his money this year, man. Because there's going to be some guys that we don't even know of that are going to play significant roles that are maybe not even here right now, um, or it's going to be or it's going to be a problem spot. Kalen Laburn, Ronald A. Watt, the two undrafted rookie uh, free agent running backs, neither one has had a snap in the preseason. So maybe the Niners felt like, look, we're not going to play you. 
we might have one or two of you on the practice squad, but you don't need to be on the team right now. We can always sign you in three weeks to the practice squad. Last year, they played Jordan Mason in the regulars in the preseason. He was so good. They had to cut Trey Sermon. Maybe they just were like, you know what, dude, we'll sign you in a few weeks if we need you. Yeah, maybe they like Laburn, but they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to do you a solid. You're not making this roster. You know it. We know it. So we'll give you a couple of weeks. Your agent finds a spot. Maybe you get a spot somewhere else. And if not, uh, we'll look for you at the at the at the practice squad on on deadline day. Yep. Um, Monsa says Brock's first practice uh, rust. Trey's first preseason game. Why wasn't it rust? Contradictions galore. Brock gotta love it. Depths an issue in the tr- uh, in the trenches. Well, whatever. I think what's cool though is that the stock is up for both Brock and Trey right now, and it seems like the war between the Brock Purdy fans and the Trey Lance fans has reached a peace agreement for the, the week. Which I think is nice. I think that's good. I think that's great. Because Brock didn't do anything to Trey. Trey didn't do anything to Brock. They seem like they work well together. Why can't the rest of the world? Mr. Blue Magic says scored multiple 30-point games with Jimmy Garoppolo also last year. Trying to start a fight with Larry. Look at Larry's face. Not liking it. Generic name says, unfortunately, Grant Grant called Taco last week. Taco. Taco. We got to go. That's the show. Taco, Taco, Taco very much. Thank you very much. Larry, great job. Are you doing any more today? Uh, no, I'm going to, you know, Sunday, I'm going to spend some time with the fam. I'm going to watch the game again. I'm going to put out some videos um, and just get ready for another week of camp, man. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great day.